Hey, how's it going? Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Marvel's street-level heroes finally team up as we give you our full spoiler review of The Defenders on Netflix. Geek Boner! Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, together at last. Was it worth the wait? We go over what worked, what didn't work. We rank it against the other shows and talk about what's next for Phase 2 of Marvel on Netflix. Plus, a little bit of jock news and some Defender reviews from you, the listener, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, August 24th, 2017. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and be nerded. Be funny. Disturbing. What's up, fam? Welcome to the Shock and Nerd Podcast. Can I say that, fam? Am I too old to sure, say that, Anthony? you can. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Look, the jock's going to let me get away with it. This is your weekly Geek Fest, where we talk about comic book and superhero-related news, reviews, and interviews. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And Anthony said, I can say fam. So I'm going to say, what's up, fam? And joining us, listener, is nobody. No uh, one. Just OG. OG jock and nerd style. Just the jock and the nerd. Rugs couldn't make this one. And Anthony, I got to tell you, he was sending me some vague messages. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, he asked if I could uh, find a puppet lawyer. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Right? And I didn't yeah. know if he meant a lawyer for puppets or a lawyer that was also a puppet. I'm not sure. But it's always really vague with him. What's oh going on? Oh my God. So many vagaries. I don't know what's going on, Rugs. I hope you stay on this side of the law. Good luck stay to you. Stay out of trouble, kid. <laughs> stay out of trouble, kid. But we're running this old school, just you and you, me. You, you, got a, you got a real nice slack hole they'll enjoy in prison. Ah, let me tell you. That's true. You, that kind of, that, that, your slack hole would not survive a minute in prison. This is what those prisoners live for. They're like, give me a good slack hole. Uh, <laughs> every time a puppet gets thrown in jail, an angel gets his wings or something. I don't know. Uh, welcome baby Jesus to, Christ. Baby Jesus gets one tear. <laughs> welcome to the show. But I can't remember the last time you and me just did this old school, honestly. I know, um, it's been so long. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. Here's what we're going to do on the show, listener. Of course, you saw the title. This is our big... The median age of the show just went down. (laughs) It's It's really good. I really appreciate that. Automatically, the show got younger, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, We get rid of one uh, uh, Generation Xer. That's how you guys are. Well, you know, there's a new uh, generation in between Millennial and the Xers now. What's that? It's so stupid. I forget the years, but they're saying if you were born... Anywhere from like late 70s, early 80s, you're called the Xennials. It's like millennial with an X instead of an M. It's the stupidest name. And it's all like the the people who are born before the, the digital revolution, but also were young enough to adopt it and accept it and, and embrace it. Mm. And then the next generation just fucking had everything. They had internet, they had streaming TV, didn't have to wait for shit. I think no. you may be an exennial. No, nah, I'm no. late 80s. Okay, I forget I forget the years. I it, it is, uh, I just, uh, the name of it uh, made me mad. 
Xennials? Yeah. How do you even spell that? I don't know. Wait, I'm going to look at this. Ah, the micro generation between Gen X. Nope, that's not me. And 77 and 83. 77 and 83. So I'm just on the outside at a 76. Get the fuck out of here. 36. What? Not as in years old, but in 1936. <laughs> that's what I was born. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm Jesus looking pretty Christ. good for uh, 97 no, you years look, old. You look worse. <laughs> <laughs> Look, thanks for checking the show out. If you're a first time listener, this is what we're going to do. You see the title. It's going to be a big spoiler full spoiler alert. Defenders review Marvel's The Defenders on Netflix. Eight episode finally dropped. Super yeah. geek to talk about it. We we we, review, we watched this in record time. I mean, there wasn't. It was only eight episodes. So yeah, it was ni- nice and digestible. And some people like binge through it in a day. And, and that was amazing. Uh, but before- I want to tell you and the listeners something, yeah, though. Yeah, first. yeah, yeah. Um, before we get into anything, yeah, I uh, I started oh, no. Game of Thrones. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah. Holy crap, listener, this sucks because now I have to watch Game of Thrones. Well, uh, what what did you think? Quick, quick, uh, give me your experience, real quick. So I've watched two episodes, right? Yes. The first episode, I was intending to watch the first episode, and I watched it, and I was like, "Wow, this is really fucking confusing. I don't understand anything that's going on." why are they not really introducing any of the characters to me? It kind of just started. And then I watched it and then I was like, well, let me read up what happened. Cause I have no idea what the fuck just happened. I read up on it on Wikipedia. I'm like, wait, none of this happened. None of this happened in the show. I just saw <laughs> this is a different show. Then I went back and HBO go lists the episodes from the last episode first on top to the first episode being on the bottom on the yes. bottom. Yes. So I ended up watching <laughs> The season finale ah! of the first season of Game of Thrones first. Ah! Lame. <laughs> you watched yeah. the last episode I watched first. The last episode first. That had to be confusing. It was <laughs> quite confusing. Although now I've caught up and watched the first episode. Yes. So I've watched the last episode of the first season and the first episode ever in that order. And already things are kind of clicking for the last episode. <laughs> I love this. First of all, though, you've just created work for me, Anthony, because now I got to watch it. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make you feel better. I'm going to watch the whole show in reverse. I'm going to memento <laughs> it. I'm going to start at the most recent episode season and just watch each one, one episode back. That'd be an interesting uh, social, not <laughs> social, but personal experiment. How do you think that would work? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It would be my mind hurts just thinking about it. Okay, so you saw the first episode. Are you in? What What's the deal? Uh, first episode, I was like, okay, I'll watch another episode. But I wasn't like, eh, I'm in yet. The the whole like pseudo fantasy game, uh, not Game of Thrones, but like Lord of the Rings, yeah. where it's like castles and kings, never really appealed to me. Yeah. But I said the same thing about zombies too, and I'm now fully invested in the Walking okay. Dead. Okay. So. It's yeah, the first episode. Wow, I'm acting like this is like just came out yesterday, but <laughs> everyone probably knows this. But the first episode does end on a cliffhanger where I'm like, what? All right, I got to watch the next episode. I mean, it's HBO. It's going to be quality crap. Now I got to watch it. Listener, there eventually the show will become a show where we can talk about that. Holy stuff. Holy shit, listener. Did that get anyone? Geek there may be Game of Thrones discussion in the future of this podcast. Wow. All right, fuck. Yeah. I, now I got. I jumped I, the shark, as they say. You did. I got to get to work and try to keep up with you. But good for you. Uh, 
That's that's going to be exciting moving forward. Uh, Before we get to the jock news, I want to mention, check out our last episode because we had a great time with a loyal listener, super patron of the show, Joe Henry. Uh, got, you know, paid us at a high high Patreon tier that earned him a guest spot on the show, and I I loved meeting him. I loved how he, he if you listen, he is like all three of us kind of combined, uh, perfect audience for the show, and he's such a cool guy. So I just want to share. He wrote us the thank you email. Oh, so I want to share that before we start. Also, uh, during the show, it was off mic, but we talked about how he found us, and he found us through the Chris Barrett Destiny episode. Uh, and started listening there. So he says, thank you for having me on the show, guys. I had a great time. Like a dumbass, I forgot to mention the other podcast community that mentioned your show in their Discord. It was Destiny Reset Podcast, or the DRP Podcast and Family. They're a podcast that talks about Destiny the Game. So if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have become a fan of the show. I'm going to take your suggestion and listen to all of your old podcasts from the beginning to catch up on all the classic geekery. Thanks again, Joe. First of all, thanks to Destiny Reset yeah, Podcast those guys. for uh, shouting out that show. And uh, yeah, that's what Joe said. Uh, all the listeners should do. If you have just joined us in the past year, past six months, this is we're on episode 183. There's hours, days worth of content to be enjoyed. Go, there's some great evergreen episodes, but you could go back to listen to the first fucking stupid episode where I sound like I've taken 12 Valium uh, <laughs> and it's like an NPR sleepy show. <laughs> It's great. Like oh, he, he, Joe Henry was a, uh, was a very good guest. Yeah. Joe was great. I love Joe. Yeah, I enjoyed having him. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Let's get to a little bit of jock news this time. The jock, jock and nerd podcast. If you want to get in touch with the show, listener, send us some news emails, uh, have a d- discussion news emails or send us uh, new what am emails. I, you, or, e- or just email. I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, honestly, to tell you the truth. But I'm, Send what I'm us some news emails. news emails. Send us something to link from like CNN or like Fox News. Nothing that comes Huffington out of my Post. mouth is making any sense. Just visit the website, jogginerd.com slash contact for a way to contact the show, which is what I'm trying to fucking get out of my mouth. Uh, our Twitter's there, our Facebook. Our Much fu- dick. To- what? Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, his name is Richard. And uh, so, listen, join our Facebook group. Joe Henry is not there. Now there. The, uh, the discussion continues. Jesus Christ. I can't. Think dude, about what you're saying. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Joe Henry is not there. He's not He's not physically there, but he's he posts there. But guess, he, okay, you're right. You're right. He, he joined. Nobody's physically there. It's an online Facebook group. Uh, but the discussion continues. And right now. There, today we were posting crazy things being released from the DCEU uh, of uh, one a crazy announcement after another, none of which we're going to talk about in this episode because none because you kind of have to let that shit sit for a week and let it shake out because every hour there's a, the story changes. So there's no yeah. there's no way to keep up with that. Uh, what we will talk about right now is some jock news. Anthony, you wanted to mention. Uh, some stuff. Take it away. I don't have any links for this. It's some, all you. Some UFC slash combat sports stuff. So this show comes out on Sunday. So as much as I want to talk about Miguel, uh, Miguel, who the fuck is Miguel? It's it's, <laughs> it's contagious. My talking disease is contagious. Miguel and me feather. <laughs> Miguel, who the fuck is Miguel? Uh, Mayweather and McGregor. Um, I it'd be pointless because. 
any fight analysis at this point will be useless because you'll see hear the show and then it'll have already happened. You will you so, you in the future know the results of the fight. Yes, future people yes. will know, <laughs> and I predict. Yeah. That uh, Floyd Mayweather wins by like ninth or tenth round TKO. So if I'm wrong, I'll yeah. look like a complete asshole. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll we'll skip that. But the other big UFC news is have have you heard of John Jones? Yeah, the Martian Manhunter. He's an alien who oh. <laughs> uh, hangs out with uh, Supergirl. Uh, Joan Johns. That's John Johns. That's somebody Joan else. Johns. I stole whatever. that joke from Rock Boy. Anyways, yeah, Did I you? know he's a tall, lanky dude. Yeah, yeah. Who's got a so huge he, reach? He does. <laughs> Sure. Um, yes, he does have a huge reach. Yeah. More ways than one. Reach around. Um, he is considered by many the best pound for pound fighter in the world. He's basically undefeated. I thought that was McGregor. No, no, no. That's oh, it's John McGregor Jones. is just the most famous guy. Okay. Okay. But uh, John Jones is the best. Um, he recently came back. He's been a basically the best, like the the best fighter in the world. He's like a prodigy, and he's also a complete fuck up. Um, <laughs> Jeez. So he just came back from a steroid, not a steroid suspension, but a, a performance-enhancing drug suspension. Okay. And he won back his title in July against Daniel Cormier, who's like his arch nemesis. Okay. And he beat him to yeah. get the title back. So it was like a great story. He finally came back and won. And this week he got popped for steroids. Again. Oh, no. Oh, shit. So this adds to the long list of shitty things he's done. So now he's popped twice now, allegedly, for performance-enhancing enhancing drugs. He's in, been involved in a hit-and-run oh, on Jesus. a pregnant woman where he wow. ran away from the scene of the crime. Uh, he's been caught doing cocaine prior to fights. He's been uh, also caught crashing in his car into a tree with two women that weren't his wife. Jesus! Uh, <laughs> so, this guy's basically, a piece of work. this guy is just a fucking fuck-up outside of uh, the octagon. So, I had to bring that up just because this he is considered probably the best in the world. And if the steroid uh, allegations hold up, he will probably have his career, his career tarnished and might, he might just be done for his career. I mean, I get a two to four year suspension. I was going to say, what is this? The NFL? Like, how are they, how is the UFC putting up with this? Why haven't they kicked him out yet? Well, he still gets like due process where he can argue. So the first time he got popped for performance enhancing drugs, he argued that it was from, uh, Dick pills. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. So, and he actually was, he wasn't completely exonerated, but it was like, yeah, these dick pills could have had it. We can't prove you are still pretty negligent in taking them, but we can't prove that you didn't take something else that there is, there was this drug in these dick pills. So, but and now, so now he can come up with some other excuse for why steroids came doesn't up. Doesn't he know he's going to be tested? Why, why does he continue? So was he roided during when he won his thing back? You think? Well, the fight, uh, he was tested right after the fight. Yeah. And that is the test that got flagged for steroids. So if he did take steroids, well, he did. He does have steroids in his body. Yes. During the fight. Now, if he took it knowingly or not, who knows? But he was technically roided up during the fight, which um, brings up a moral kind of issue in that unlike baseball, where you can get roided up and you're it, it's bad, but you're yeah. just hitting home runs. Yeah. Uh, in fighting, if you're roided up, that's really bad because you, kill you are motherfucker. killing people. At this, mm. yeah, that is technically, not technically, but that, that could be looked at as a form of manslaughter. Sure, involuntary manslaughter right. or... If you are disobeying the rules in combat sports, Damn. 
there are dire consequences and that stuff. Damn. I mean, that's an asterisk fight now, but you're everything is an asterisk with him, but it's more than just an asterisk. Like in baseball, like you just said, I didn't, I didn't think about how, yeah, you could, you could kill someone. You don't know. So we'll see. I mean, he is, he is afforded due process, so it's early, but uh, not good. It's unbelievable and completely believable at the same time. If you know anything about this man and his career so far. (laughs) He's like he's like the bad boy of UFC. What do you think? Do you like the guy? What do you think of the guy? I think he's amazingly talented. I also think he's a complete fuck. He's one of those guys. So his early in his career, he was like this young prodigy that was like awesome. Yeah. But he was also like this guy that was like, I want to be a role model for kids, <laughs> and I I just love God, and I will I would never disrespect God or or or. Uh, disrespect the sport I, i'm gonna oh, carry boy. i'm gonna carry the torch like a real champion so he's always like had this front that he's been like this goody two-shoes guy and then he always has these fuck-ups beneath him so like it's like it's everyone can tell he's just fake and finally he's even kind of embracing that he's just kind of an asshole oh shit <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think i think it's personally i think it sucks for the sport because he is amazing and people like to watch him yeah. and for like all his accomplishments to have this kind of asterisk behind it it sucks. It sucks. Not, for, not a great it's role not, model. It's never good. It's yeah. not good. Not even the role model. It's just, he's amazing to watch. Um, and I, I'm going to miss watching him perform. You think he's done? Career's over for the most part? It really depends on what his defense is and what the ruling is. But I mean, if he gets a two to four year suspension, he, he could get as much as four years. If he gets a four year suspension, his career's over. He's 30 already to be out four years. It'll just kill his career. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to lose momentum. Wow. Yeah. That was huge. That's crazy. Uh, And now, you know, someone needs to step up into his place and become the next guy. Right. Well, that's the thing that sucks for Daniel Cormier, who lost to him twice, is if he does get suspended, Daniel Cormier will probably become the champion again. Oh, he gets the the title by default. He'll get the belt back. Yeah. he lost to the guy twice <laughs> and can't avenge his loss. So it's one of those situations where it's like, well, you're not really the champ either in an unfair advantage fight. Also, right. right. Man. Wow. That's, so that's complicated. So it's a bad stuff. situation all around. That's right crazy. Yeah. I can't wait. So next week, listener, I can't wait to, to hear your thoughts on the McGregor Mayweather. I'm going to be at a wedding, but oh, I will I was do gonna my ask, best. Where are you going to see it? Yeah. yeah, I'll be at a wedding, but we're, some of the guys are already trying to scheme and figure out a way to, to sneak in a little little laptop. Oh, what a get, day to get plan that get a that wedding. funny stream going through. Bastards! How dare you put your wedding? I know. How on this dare day? they get a wed- Put a wedding on the biggest fight day in combat history. Look, I say boycott the wedding. This happens. What? This is the fight of the century. You can get married whenever and several times and over and over again. Statistics would say this wedding won't last. Exactly. This marriage won't last. No. This fight, though, we're gonna remember it forever. So next week, <laughs> listener, subscribe to the show. Tune in. We will cover that and we'll we'll get back to more geek news and try to figure out what's happening over at DC Warner Brothers, uh, the shit show that's over there. Yeah. Who makes the cut? But for now, let's get to the Defenders. All right, Marvel's The Defenders on Netflix. Full spoiler here, so I'm going to play this. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Oh, Rugs, love you, miss you, but you're always here with us in spirit. Go stroke a barbell. So that's why it's great to have the Rugs here. This is being called what Marvel Studios calling the beginning of Netflix's phase two. 
Geek Boner on TV. They're, they started putting phases on this. I saw this recently. I thought it was hmm. Didn't ve- see that. very interesting. Uh, we talked about the Rotten Tomatoes score and how to actually use Rotten Tomatoes last week. Look at the average rating and not the tomato meter, but for what it's worth right now, tomato meter. Critic score sitting at 75%. Audience score at 81%. Average critic rating, though, 6.58 okay. out of 10. Um, and as far as creative, I'm not going to go over the cast because pretty much everybody's, everybody's in, this. in this. We'll yeah. talk about it when we get to uh, talking about the cast. Uh, but the same creative team that brought us the Daredevil, Marco, season two, Marco Ramirez mm-hmm. show running, and uh, the same guys behind the camera that brought us the Daredevils, which is why it looked a lot like Daredevil. But Anthony, let's start what we usually do with these reviews, opening thoughts, what we thought worked, what we thought didn't work, Easter eggs. Blah, blah, blah. Now, 65 episodes of great to uh, really questionable Marvel Netflix television. It's been a wide range of Marvel television up to this point. So it's all led up to this Defenders that they announced way back when they announced all Daredevil in the very beginning. Yeah. They were like, we're going to do this. Let's get your opening thoughts. Was it worth the wait? Was it worth the wait? Well, it came in kind of limping off of the off of in my opinion the bad Luke Rough Cage second half yes. yes and then the the very not good Iron Fist so it came in it wasn't coming in hot for sure in my opinion was it worth the wait in some moments of the show yes it was worth uh, all the effort they'd put in yeah um i did like a lot of the character stuff that we'll get into later um, but the first word that came to mind when I at the end of the show was disappointing. Mm-hmm. I thought that the show overall had a pretty flimsy plot at best. And I thought that it seemed like Marvel really didn't Marvel TV didn't really have this thoroughly planned out. They just kind of threw everything together and it kind of showed. And mm-hmm. even though there were, a lot of good character moments and some good action scenes. And it was nice seeing some of the cast members of different shows kind of interact with one another. Overall, I felt the the whole show was disappointing and I was not very impressed. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, for the most part, I, I tend to agree. I think I may have liked it a teeny bit better than you, but was I entertained? Yes. Was were the, When the characters got together and, and had their moments, was that great? Yes, it was. It was very fun. I enjoyed watching it, but I was also slightly disappointed. It didn't seem to be... It left me hollow. It was kind of hollow, kind of empty. Uh, it wasn't as weighty as I wanted. They definitely embraced more of a pulpy comic book kind of thing, which is fine, but it left it just a little shallow at the end. And I was at the end, I was like, that was good, but like it should have been a, more. Could have had a little bit more. And what you said about they didn't really know what was what where the plan was going is very interesting uh, because I've read a little bit about that in terms of the hole and how far ahead they planned when they knew what was in the hole. And, but you are right. They just kind of uh, made it up when they got to it, but look, entertaining, slightly disappointing, not the worst, but not the best. Yeah. I would go with it's at least it's better than iron fist. Well, that's not hard, but yes, at least it's better than the iron fist. Let's um, let's talk about what, what worked for us. 
Uh, where do you want to start? You want to start? Sure, I'll start. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the best parts of the show were were the the four of them interacting with one another. Um, the the nice little pairings of Matt Murdock and Jessica Jones yes. and Finn and uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. I, I liked anytime they were in a room together and bouncing off of one another. It worked for me. I, I really enjoyed the interactions between them. I really enjoyed that Iron Fist was just being made fun of the entire show. I love that yep. Stick called him a thundering dumbass. <laughs> His Iron Fist is the thunder. And so one day, you're the dumbest Iron Fist yet. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's, all, that's great. All, yeah. Everything. I mean, that that the interactions between them were the best parts of the show. I mean, the best episodes for me were three and four when, especially four when they're in the Lucky Dragon yes, restaurant yes. and just hanging out and talking to one another. That's what Marvel does really well. Yes. Character. Interaction. Yes. At least they, they, they had that here. And I agree. Standouts, Charlie Cox, Kristen Ritter. Uh, of course the four of them are great. And this is yeah. what you have been waiting for. Having watched the solo seasons, you're like, I can't wait to see these guys come together. And even though a lot of people thought the first four episodes, the fact that they didn't get together right away, I think that frustrated a lot of people, but I actually thought it was very organic. I thought they, it, it, I love like yourself. I loved uh, see episode three and four. Like I went back and I watched those again because the scenes in the, the restaurant are so great. And it would have been silly. It kind of would have been silly to do what I wanted, which by the end of the first episode, throw them all together and they're all like, hey, yeah, we're all heroes. Let's all fight. Wouldn't have made sense. I like how we got to check in a little bit. And then the organic way everyone is led to Mid- Midland uh, Circle or Midland Financial. Midland Circle. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. When they when they get to Midland Circle and they have that fight. Now, it's not. It's the typical Holloway fight that every Netflix show has now had. Right. It's not as good as the other one, as no. the Daredevil one. No. Not even close. No. But it is a lot of fun. Yeah. And seeing them all interact for the first time and get to Midland Circle, I thought that was all really well done. And Iron Fist finally in that boardroom had a pretty good fight scene. So I'll give him that. <laughs> there was a couple of good fight scenes. Uh, yeah, that. Okay. Uh, that. Let's talk about the fight scenes. I, I thought for the most part, the fight choreography was very good, you know, almost on par to Daredevil. You saw a lot of the same Daredevil things, but there was a couple that some of the editing was choppy. And then when we get to the nitpicks, uh, but the, I thought the fighting was way better than Iron Fist. And the one at the end where the camera is swooping around was great. The fight scene at the restaurant was great. Um, but I was, I just, I really liked when Electra and Matt fight, it's fucking brutal, dude. And you feel it emotionally and viscerally. So I mm. thought they killed that in terms of uh, the fight choreography. I would I would disagree. I didn't think the last fight scenes were all that good. The, the two fight scenes that stood out for me were the the one in Midland Circle and then the one where um, the three of them are kicking Iron Fizz's ass. Oh, that's another great thing. <laughs> yes. He gets so much shit and they all fucking kick the shit Daredevil out of him. Daredevil basically great. kicks his ass. I mean, I'll get to like nitpicks on, on power levels, but I enjoyed that they were kicking his ass. Yeah. And that's interesting in the terms of, you know, this wasn't a reaction to how people reacted to iron fist. This was actually their plan. plan. Yeah. yeah. Because like the Netflix model is great, right? You can write the whole show, shoot the whole show, put it out at once. One drawback being by the time iron fist aired and they were starting to hear these criticisms 
of Danny Rand's character. They had already done fucking shooting the defenders. Yeah, I guess I guess that's a gift. I mean, it's it's cool that they're able to plan everything out right away and shoot it the way they want to shoot it. But it's also a drawback because if peop- the audience reacts negatively to something, yeah, yeah. you can't just go back and rewrite that script. It's no, already shot. It's it's done. already planned. Yeah, so they can't pivot as quickly as as network TV shows can. Yeah. So I mean, the one one drawback on this model, but it's interesting. They kind of anticipated, uh, or they kind of wanted Danny to be. I like. Look, let's talk about Danny Rand. I think he was finally uh, the dorky. Uh, nerdy guy from the comics in the Defenders. Uh, this is where we're going to disagree. I thought. <laughs> no. I, thought um, I think it's an improvement. I think he was better. Yeah. I still think his character is 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 pretty much complete shit. But I, I'll get into that. I don't know if we should get into this now or if we should stay on the positive track. Let's stay on the positive. Okay. Uh, Danny Rand had a better fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, uh, I will go on the Luke Cage schooling Danny Rand on uh, the the diversity in their upbringings yes. and the him taking out thugs and he how he's been born with power his entire yeah. life and could have changed things from the top was great. Yeah, that because that like that moment when they meet is really interesting. Yeah, where Luke is trying to save the kid and Danny's about to just the beat kid the kid down. Kill him. Yeah. And Danny's like, this guy, he's working for the white hat. And, and, and Luke's like, dude, this is a kid from the hood. What are you doing? Like, it's so great. Uh, that was great. Yeah. They have uh, awesome chemistry. And they, you, I like how you kind of see that they weren't like best friends right away. Like they're, they're learning, like they really annoy, like Luke is really annoyed with Danny. He doesn't believe any of his shit, but slowly he takes the dumpling. They have laughs. They chuckle. You could see how they could be friends uh, yeah, if they're building cool. up to heroes for hire. Uh, I appreciated uh, all of the the character deaths, decapitations, loss of <laughs> limbs. Very good. I don't know why. I, I was like, man, a lot of people got their head cut off. Well, Missy Knight <laughs> might get her bionic arm now. Yes, that's a great Easter arm. egg. Geek Finally, uh, sliced off by Bakudo, which Bakudo. we'll get into that uh, <laughs> a little bit. But uh, look, good, good, good. They they didn't pull punches, you know, in terms of killing people, sometimes to their detriment. And yeah. we'll get to that. I I would also throw in. Um, you mentioned Daredevil. I thought anytime Charlie Cox is on screen, I, I thought he was awesome. I think yeah. Yeah. He, it's it seems like forever since we've seen him. Yeah. Um, and I, he's great. Yeah. I, I, he re, again reminded me reminded me of why I like the Daredevil series so much. I loved his how he was at first kind of like really reluctant and really like no, I'm getting the fuck out of this. I'm not revealing anything. Like I, everything about what he did. Uh, I thought was great. His character motivation, him kind of carrying the cross of Electra is my problem. I'm going to do deal with it. I like that. I liked his interactions with Jessica Jones. I never thought that pairing would work. But it when makes sense though. It, but it does make sense. Yeah. And when they're tailing each other and playing yeah. that game, oh, that so was good. awesome. The cat and mouse is so good. I love Jessica Jones is um, kind of her whole attitude of, I, I don't really want to fucking be here. I don't even know what the fuck any of this is. Yeah. Her heart is still in the right place, and she always ends up doing the right thing, even though she doesn't really even want to be involved. I think that she's awesome. So I thought, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, I thought Jessica Jones and, and Daredevil were the strongest parts of the show. I'll also throw in, I liked in, in the beginning, mostly, that they would have each character's kind of their the background was kind of in their color. So Daredevil was red, yes. Jessica Jones was blue, yes. Luke Cage was yellow. Iron Fist was green yeah. and they'd always have like that lighting kind of 
show them where they're show how they're that that that's them basically Dude, the lighting scene. was so good on the show now there are some scenes where it's just a little too dark for no I reason i would say it's so good i would say in the beginning it was good it, in well because they toned that down you're right like the first four or five episodes they're uh heavy-handedly color coding everything right where you're like okay this is marvel this is luke cage this is daredevil but i love in when they get to the chinese restaurant in the restaurant is everyone's colors kind of playing in and out of each other, complimenting each other. Even the shots, if you look in the background, uh, the the lights are different on different sides when it's a two shot. The sign of the Chinese restaurant had all those colors in neon in the logo. And then, so they were really heavy handed color coding for the first half and they kind of like forgot about that towards the end or they just let it go. Uh, yeah, but this like, was, but I, I mean, I love in the beginning, I thought it was great. Um, I love like back to Matt Murdock. This is kind of like a daredevil season two and a half. Cause it's a lot about him. I'll, uh, this is kind of a, a like and a dislike for me. So I really enjoy daredevil. And it seems like for me, the plot of this was like a mismatch of daredevil and iron fist. Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, I didn't like it because it didn't really feel like Luke Cage or Jessica Jones even really belong there. And I didn't like it because Iron Fist is really shitty. And having that kind of his, this be his story yeah, really kind of sucks. Yeah. But on the flip side, I do enjoy Daredevil's dynamic and I do enjoy like Stick and Elektra somewhat in this. But I kind of like his, Daredevil having a lot of influence and Daredevil being like the guy where Stick's like, no, you should be the leader, not Iron Fist. You're yeah. the guy. Yeah, and you know, Daredevil is the character that has the most, the richest history in the comics, been around the longest. People know him the most. Uh, so it kind of makes sense. But yeah, I just thought it was a little weird that like, you pick Iron Fist to be like the other focal point of this thing. And had they like waited till after Iron Fist aired, they probably might have changed it seeing that. But I think it barely, they pulled it off. In terms of, you know, the the, the MacGuffin at the end and the storyline and the plot. Uh, Jessica Jones' humor and lines are great. First of all, she is the character that, like you said, she's like, she's calling out everybody's shit. Anytime when he goes, we're called the chase. She's like, Jesus, with these names. And then the lines where she's like, does everybody know karate except for me? Uh, she is like the grounded reality. She's like, I don't have anything to do with the hand or whatever yeah. this is. You guys are crazy. But great lines like uh, where Iron he's, Lad. Uh, he's like, come on, Iron Clad. She Iron goes, Clad, it's yeah. Iron, Iron Fish. She goes, I know. And I he, know. when he puts the scarf on, she's like, you look like an asshole. Yeah. He goes, it's your scarf. And then she goes, the scarf looked better. Nice ears. It's like their yeah. horns. They're yeah, so- she's great. I mean, even the scene where she runs over Electra with the car and jumps on the team. I'm like, oh, that's dude. Awesome. That was a great re-entrance yeah. to the thing, and how Stick is kind of like the fifth defender. Another great moment at the end when like Matt shows up in the costume and he, she fucking rolls her eyes. She's like, there it is again. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about the costume. I thought that was good. I liked um, Colleen Wing kind of having a little agency and not just sitting around, yeah. but actually getting involved in the fight and actively doing things and coming up with the idea on how to destroy the hand. Although we'll get to why I think that was shitty later, but <laughs> well, they really um, pushed the uh, daughters of the dragon thing. Yeah. Uh, they were pushing, the, they're really hinting at the daughters of the dragon thing. I think at the end, yeah. I think I, I believe that's Misty Knight will be in the next iron fist. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Although I, in my opinion, I think they should just 
scrap Iron Fist and Luke Cage and just go with Heroes for Hire. But that's just my opinion. I agree. And we'll talk about that when we talk about what's next for it. Because at the end, they kind of set up pieces for what what's going coming, for, what's coming yeah. forward. What else did we like? I really like the... I know some people on the internet were bagging on the intro. I actually thought the intro was really epic huh. and really well done. That's interesting. You know how I always love these intros. This you didn't one like this one. It was did very nothing, generic. Did nothing yeah. for me. See, did I watched it and for me. I watched it and I was like, man, this makes me pumped for the show. Like, wow. This is the this is the epic intro of of the Defenders. Huh? I I watched I it every it. time and it was just like the music's okay and it's just like they're that's color coded. It really did nothing. I still think the Daredevil one is the, the Daredevil best one's the best one. Yeah, uh, out of all of them. But yeah, that's interesting because I didn't even pull like the opening music to play like I usually do because it yeah. just it felt a little generic. Felt a little Maybe. bit generic to me. Yeah. How about the fact that no one could have guessed what was in that hole? <laughs> I don't know if this is a like or a dislike. But um, well, if there, if you, if you're trying to say that it was a complete mystery that no one, yeah, like you said, um, yeah. I, I guess they did a good job of com- making it a mystery. Uh, but then it, it just ends up kind of weird and um, silly a little bit. Uh, yeah. But. That was crazy. I, I, I really got nothing left for the, the good stuff. Okay. You, you, you can keep going if you want. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. It was entertaining. I, I, would, I would say I'd highlight it with character interactions were really good. Um, there were a couple good fight scenes, and, and it was nice seeing all these characters kind of interact. And there is a lot of potential for a better Defenders, in my opinion, if if they had better writing. Yeah, I mean that it, you know it's a, it was an easy watch, entertaining, but almost too easy, breezy, empty. Let, let let's just get into the show, the nitpicks or or the, the what we didn't like. Before we do that, though, we're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna play some promos of some of our pod friends on the Podosphere. Check out these shows, listener, and we will return with the rest of our review. What we didn't like about the Defenders on Netflix. After these messages. Hey everybody, I'm Stephen Pappas. And I'm Julie Ken. And we are the host of the Meddling Kids podcast, a review of all things Scooby-Doo. We are going through every episode in the Scooby-Doo canon to explain all the questions you meddling kids have. Right, exactly. Like, is Fred a serial killer? How old is Fred exactly? Why does Daphne have such bad posture? Where do these kids live? And is pot legal there? (laughs) Where is this place? I think it's Florida. Anyway, stick with us for the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of all things Scooby-Doo. My name is Carrie Sims, and I host Sketching Comedy with my artist friends, Imran Javed. Hey, that's me! And Phil Rude each week live on YouTube. Hang out with us as I learn and discuss the legends of comic book art and comedians while the fellows are creating live drawings during the show. I learned Jack Kirby most closely identified with his creation of the thing. Oh, yeah, that's right, Carrie. He was an old-school pop guy, and it's because he was in a street gang in New York. Visit BlazingCaribouStudio.com or tune in each week on our YouTube channel and download the podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are found. Catch you later! (laughs) 
I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake from the History of Bad Ideas. And we'll get back to your regularly scheduled program here in just a second, Geek listeners. But we do a weekly podcast called The History of Bad Ideas. Yeah, well, we'll discuss things like television or movies or music or games or any other thing that falls into our geek-related uh, podcast knowledge. You can find us on uh, Geek Life Radio Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, or Radio-Blitz, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, or you can listen to us whenever the hell you want on iTunes and Stitcher. Check us out. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. All right, listener, before we get back to talking about The Defenders on Netflix... I want you to check out our fan club over on the Patreon. Visit jockinner.com slash Patreon if you want more show. And if you love this show. And, and more you, blow. And more. Wait, there's more blow over there? Was that one of the tier uh, rewards? Uh, you, must, you must have added that, that in. Uh, that's not legal. Uh, <laughs> but who doesn't like more blow and more show? But if, look, if you're enjoying the show and you, you, you want to help out, you want to give back, you've been listening for a while. Uh, visit jockinerd.com slash Patreon where for a low monthly pledge or a high monthly pledge, there's a bunch of tiers with different rewards. You can help out the show, keep going, and get uh, bonus content. You'll get a whole exclusive podcast feed with bonus content that we're adding to all the time. Uh, it's value for value, listener. Pretty much just think about if this show stopped today. If this was the last show, what's it worth to you? For us to keep going, a dollar a month, that's not a lot. Uh, more, great. And then just like Joe Henry, you give us 20 bucks a month, you can come out and hang out. You heard how much fun he had last episode. And we thank everyone that's on the Patreon. So go check yeah. it out. Uh, all right. Now, what didn't work in Marvel's The Defenders? And I'm surprised that I think we're going to have more. I wish I I wish this was better. I really wanted to like this, but I think we're going to have more things that we thought oh, didn't we work. I definitely do. That did work because I'm like, that's all that. Yeah. And the other things may show up, may come up. But uh, where are we going to start? Sigourney Weaver? You want to start uh, with Sigourney well, Weaver? Let me just overview something about Marvel. Yeah. Or about the Netflix that I think um, it was kind of exposed, not only in this show, but it's been kind of leading up to this point. Um, so Marvel, MCU Marvel, Marvel Studios, headed up by Kevin Feige. Um, they've had a plan. They've gone through their bumps, but they're, they've had a plan and they've stuck to it and everything seems pretty seamlessly collect, connected and all the movies kind of serve a purpose other than um, maybe like Iron Man 2 or something like that. But they've all kind of, everything's been laid out and it definitely seems like there's a direction and they have their shit together. I think Jeff Loeb, who's heading up Marvel TV and whoever um, whoever he's reporting to, like Perlmutter, whoever. Perlmutter is still involved on this yeah, TV side, it, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. the creative team yeah. that's there. I think they put all their resources into Daredevil and they're like, and they announced all this shit. Yeah. But I don't think they actually had it thoroughly planned out how they were going to interweave all these shows and characters together. And I think this series really exposes that. Yeah. Because it's only eight episodes yeah. yet it feels too long yeah. and too short at the same goddamn time. And what I mean by that is it's too long in that the show starts out slow as fuck. Right. Doesn't get the characters really together until the third or fourth episode and doesn't really have much going in terms of the plot to keep me interested for eight episodes. 
but it's also too lo- too short because they introduce three new villains yes. that we've never met before. Yes. And get no fucking backstory, really, and are basically cannon fodder. Yeah, and they kill all of them. They kill all of them, and I don't know, I'm, and I'm not terrified by any of them. So, um, too long and too short. I feel like they really didn't have this planned out, and they were like, well, um, Iron Fist has all this like mystical shit, so we'll we'll, we'll go with that. And um, we've the hand that's kind of big, so we'll, we'll we'll throw that in. So, but then uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, how are they going to fit in? What are they uh, going to be doing? Well, um, well, they'll investigate something, and it'll it'll just it it'll work, it'll work, and it it doesn't work. There's, no, the, the, no. In my opinion, the plot was was quite bad. And and it wasn't very interesting at all. I'll agree. Also, some of the dialogue, not the greatest, but you are right in that they have said that when they wrote the hole in Daredevil 2, they didn't know what was at the bottom of the hole at that point. It wasn't until they no. did all the shows and got to Defenders that I think, they were like, ah, what should we put in the hole now? Well, well the yeah, that's the thing. They they really didn't know. Yeah. And if you, there's an interview with the, show one of the showrunners mm-hmm. marco ramirez yep. where he basically admits that the showrunners from each show don't talk to one another yes so you and you can see that because yes. luke cage ends with him going to prison and instead of like exploring that he they have to get him out of prison right away yeah he just comes out so of he prison. just comes back yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and jessica jones has really no role in any of this. She's just there. Like it's not so and they, they didn't they didn't really have, you know, this cohesiveness of we're leading to the hand. It was like, okay, the Iron Fist is leading to the hand, and that seems like a huge threat, so we'll we'll need everybody. Worst hand ever. Oh, and that's another okay, I gotta get into my hand spiel. Good do it. Brant the hand in Daredevil season two in the hospital was intimidating as fuck. Yes. Um, the ninjas climbing up the walls, the undead children. Yeah. All that oh, shit yeah. was yeah. fucking creepy. Yeah. But ever since that point, yeah, the hand has been fucking terrible. Even uh, by the end of Daredevil season two, they yes. got kind of shitty. They got real shitty. Yeah. I mean, by the end of Daredevil season two, um, Dan- uh, what's his name? Uh, Daredevil Man, yeah. and Elodie Young, uh, yeah. Electra and Punisher are just mowing them down. Yeah. Like, these are supposed to be fucking undead ninjas. Yeah, what happened to all and, that? And all that ninja stuff just went away. And now the hand, well, it, it the hand got worse once they introduced them. They kind of uh, moved them into Iron Fist's plot in, in the show Iron Fist because Iron Fist was lame as fuck and the hand became all of a sudden this like college campus of kids. Oh yeah. Which was kind of interesting, but not really. Mm, that's right. There was the different factions of the hand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and now they got to the hand and at this point now the hand is just, is just not interesting. And they, they, and that's really, I mean, one of the, the big things for Marvel's Netflix shows is their villains have been awesome. And they, they totally, they totally made Madame Gao and Iron Fist. They totally defanged her. She wasn't, she's no longer intimidating. Yeah. And the hand as an organization is now not a bunch of undead ninjas, but more of just thugs and goons. Yeah. What happened to the undead ninjas? What happened to all the cool ninjas? Why are they all, they're just, they just look like dudes. They're like, just regular people getting yeah. mowed down. And they got guns and they got batons and like, 
Where's the ninjas? Like now? if they were that shadowy organization that yes. kind of like right and like they would tease it like oh they they took down Chernobyl and they took down Pompeii. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that really wasn't. They did that twice? It wasn't really. The I thing. mean, I like that one line where you know Luke is like, "Are they terrorists?" And Matt's like, "No, terrorists want you to know what they do. These guys are more secret and evil, but they're not really that evil and not that secret." Uh look, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. In the trailers, when they casted her, we were all so excited because she's an amazing actress. She adds such a gravitas, a weight, a legitimacy to this. And I, I heard your uh, your instant reaction on the Patreon um, where you said you didn't, you didn't even like the stuff she had. I kind of like that she didn't play Alexandra like over the top. It was a very subdued, you know, quietly intenseful mm. performance. Uh I like that they're hinting at her that she's dying, that she's really, really old. But then why? Why all this detail when you just fucking kill her halfway through and it amounts to nothing? What a waste. Yeah, they kill her in episode six. Um, They they learned absolutely nothing from building up a villain and killing them midway through like when they did that with Cottonmouth. Yes. I I think Sigourney Weaver, the, the hand and the villains and the plot are some of the are the biggest reasons why for me this this show kind of falls apart sigourney weaver is completely wasted it's so completely crazy wasted. it's so crazy she is not menacing no well yeah, in my opinion she yeah. is not menacing she yeah. is given very shoddy motivation and what she's oh, yeah. even doing she they're fighting for life but so she wants the substance but what whatever her motivation it, it it's unclear what they're even going for and they never they're they're doing this slow build throughout the entire show, and they we'll get to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna segue stop from there real quick. Yeah, yeah. But Sigourney Weaver is completely <laughs> wasted. She, I don't. I, it felt like to me she sleepwalked through the role because she knew that she was getting killed in episode six. Yeah, I mean, what, it, what is yeah. I mean, what is intimidating about her? She doesn't do anything. No, she just kind of walks just, around, and all she is is old and is is having a ton of fine dining. She's dining. She's dying. She's got to take her pills. Uh, the motherly. I kind of like like the motherly connection with Electra. You know, the only thing she did was bring Electra back, and that whole scene where Electra comes out and it's all like slippery and slidey, and they and then they they embrace, and she teaches her how to talk and 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 brings her back to life. Like that's really the only benefit substance. If, if Sigourney substance Weaver stuff she did. wasn't Sigourney Weaver, and we didn't know that she was that actress. Yeah. It'd be the worst villain ever. Oh my god, it would be way horrible. Sigourney Weaver pulls it off and saves the like horrible dialogue. Well, and it some she of doesn't. These I don't think. I think she's just there. It's just yeah. the fact that you're like, wow, this that Sigourney Weaver on a Netflix show. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing that makes me interested. I mean, I kind of I dug the, the the you know she didn't go over the top villain, but what the fuck? They gave what her was nothing it for? to do. They gave she wasn't doing anything. Do. They gave they gave a lot of people nothing to do, which uh, was surprising uh, in terms of how big this fucking cast was. Well, so I mean, yeah. Then so let's go into like so they have the five fingers in the hand. Yes, very cool in theory. Alexandra, Madame Gao, um, Bakudo, what's his name? Sawande. Sawande and Murakami. Uh, Murakami, but. Alexandra, as we've established, killed by Electra. Terrible. Wasn't yeah. done, done very well. No. Murakami is supposed to be Nobu, even bigger than Nobu. Yeah, did not get that at all. Didn't get that at all. He got his ass kicked every time he fought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the way Stick talked about him 
Before, yeah. he's like, when he gets involved, that's an evil piece of shit. I was expecting some fucking badass, and then I got confused later. I was like, wait, is this the guy Stick was talking about? This guy doesn't do it. He's carving up a wolf, which I didn't understand. What was that? Uh, yeah, when, I, when, when she goes to beat him, but Murakami's yeah. terrible. Sawande is was very charismatic, Yeah, but you get a scene with him where he's fighting Luke Cage, and he's like, you're unbreakable or whatever. And he's like hitting him in pressure points. Right. Which I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's yeah. like this guy that knows where to fucking hit this guy and yeah. like kick his ass. Although it still doesn't make sense to me that in the first season of Luke Cage, people were punching him and breaking their hands. But now people are punching him and it's not breaking. I don't really understand <laughs> what's going on there. That's another nitpick I got going. But so we have this fight where they're fighting. And then the next thing you know, Luke Cage takes him prisoner and it's something that happens off Dude, screen. It's what? like, what? Yeah, what? So that made no sense. I was like, what the fuck? You just skipped ahead to this. He, they're fighting on the street. Cage gets hit by a garbage truck. Yeah. And then like Sawande gets in a car and takes off. Uh, what happened? And, yeah, then, and then the next scene, there's like, well, I Cage got him. shows up and he's like, I got something. And it's fucking Sawande who also decapitated. Yeah. I mean, they could, that's, that's another uh, more evidence of them not really knowing what was going on or where, how they were going to get this all to come together because, or coalesce because they should have introduced like Murakami and like daredevil. Yeah. They should have maybe introduced like Sawande and Luke Cage, yes. like introduced all the, like oh, at least hinted at, yeah, yeah. Like, at least all these all characters together. and then bring them all together. Yeah. And like Madam Gao was so awesome in the first season of daredevil. And then now she was in the first season. It was like implied that she was wearing the triads, but now it was like, She's been a part of the hand the entire time, which when you think about it, doesn't really make sense. Like, why is her and Nobu running the hand and reporting to Fisk? Like, what is going on there? Yeah. Um, and she's like, all of a sudden, after Iron Fist, where she was in jail, basically, she's not that like interesting anymore. She's not that intimidating. And her power set is really weird. She's just pushing people. She just does the force push. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? So like, that's where I'm talking about where the show was almost too short because these villains needed time to develop. You never really got the fact that these were like the baddest of the bad. Like these are the five fingers of the hand. These are supposed to be the most fucking evil diabolical people ever, but the show's not long enough to even demonstrate that. It is. It is weird. You're absolutely right. Like it's too long and too short and it's just a very strange and result because Oh, and Bakudo is absolutely Well, I was going to say, nobody likes Bakudo. People were so pissed when they saw Bakudo was back. Of course, nobody dies. Uh, He gets beheaded by Colleen Wing. But these people could come back. We don't know. Uh, I think if they cut off their heads, they're done. They're they're really done. Yeah, but Bakudo is terrible. I mean, the only person that's any good is Madame Gao, but she's not even that great because she's been defanged. And what happened at the end? Did she die? Yeah, the the building fell on her. I think she'll get out. Maybe. I mean, she may survive. She's the only one that may have survived. The fucking Matt Murdock fell, got out of a building falling on him. But here's, here's another thing that's going, that was really fucking bad about this show. You never really know until the end, what they're even do, what the, even the plan is. Well, that was my question is what was the fucking hand doing? The whole thing is so vague. There's so many vagaries in the second half of this show. In the first half. In all of it. You just don't know. But and it's not that interesting once you no. find out. 
So the what was the they wanted immortality and they explained the hand. They explained that the chase was the army of Kunlun to find the hand. But in explaining everything, it just kind of demystifies everything. Yeah. And, and you're like, uh, okay, it's all right, I well, guess. It's not even really like comic book canon. It's like they combined Kunlun yeah. and the hand, which are kind of two different things. And now they made it so the hand, like at first it was like the hand is going to destroy New York City. And I was like, wow, right. okay. Like that's it's not like all that revolutionary, but why are at least there's some stakes? Yeah. Like, are they destroying New York city because they want to cleanse it? Like sort of like, you know, it's sin so much. It needs to be reborn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, What's the motivation? They they have the, the tremors and then it's slowly, it's be like, well, they need to get into Kun Lun and they need the iron fist. Like, Oh, okay. So yeah. So I was like, Oh, Oh, so there's like, there's a portal underneath New York. Yeah. Okay. How does that destroy New York? And then it's like, well, no, they need the substance. It's like, Oh wait, what the substance, what what is that? (laughs) Oh, it keeps them alive. Oh, oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. I guess they want to stay immortal. Okay. Wait, wait, why did they run out of the substance? Oh, they used it on the black sky. Oh, I remember the black sky. Wait, what the fuck's a black sky? What is that even? (laughs) Like what, why did you use it all on her? What's she going to do? Um, okay. All right. So then you, you need, you needed it for the black sky. Oh, okay. It's for the dragon bones. Oh, okay. So it's another version of like Shao Lao. But then, is it Shao Lao? Is yeah, it a different I, dragon? I, I, I guess know. it's a, implied that there's a bunch of Shao Laos all around the earth. Or they regenerate or come back to life or. Yeah. The, or like, yeah. I think there's a bunch of dragons oh, buried. And, yeah, okay. buried underneath. And now it's like, oh no, they're there to mine bones. They just oh. wanted dragon bone marrow. That's all it's they like, wanted. What? Yeah. This, this is. So late, and then I'm like, wait. So if they mine the bones, then what? New York City falls, and then that's how they kill New York, and the building is well, going to drop. It's just, it's well, it's not that they want to kill New York. It's just a byproduct of them because they it'll collapse. It'll, cause, because wait, New York's foundation is on dragon bones. Yeah, what was the tremor? <laughs> Anyways, like, what was the point of that? Well, I think the tremor was they were trying to explode the wall. Oh, and it didn't. Uh, but it didn't it work didn't, because didn't they needed anything. the Iron Fist. But it was like, wait, so New York is going to crumble because there's a fucking dragon down there. Because there's a dragon down there, and <laughs> wait, held up by how dragons? big is this dragon? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he seemed pretty big. I did like how it was kind of like laid down like uh, Iron Fist's tattoo. Like, in yeah, that was. I mean, position, but it was this. Ju- yeah, it's dragon bone marrow. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I could never bad. have guessed. That this was it, and there's a reason why. It's because y'all just fucking came up with it the last second. Yeah. Like it's gonna be dragon. I bones. thought that was awful. Okay, and now you got any nitpicks or should I just keep oh, ranting? No, I mean, I oh, I ha- I have a bunch. What here's what I didn't like in terms of pacing. Like we said, it started slow, but it was okay. It was organic. They get mm. together, they meet after the whole like middle and circle fight. Like it should have just kept going. But then they like break apart again, yeah. and then Danny Rand is tied to a chair for a whole episode, and then th- that motivation I didn't understand. I liked the scene where they fought, but the reason why they fought was so forced. Like I was like, uh, he's like, I. They were just like, we can't let him get to the hand, and he wanted to go face the hand, and we're like, we're gonna have to stop you. I'm like, really? This doesn't. None of this makes sense. And they tie him up, uh, and then it slows down again. Uh, a lot of uh, the side characters. Didn't really have much to do. They were just kind of slowing things down. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know why they had to be included. couple of things that bothered me about the team. They have no variety of powers. Yep, that's a big one. 
and it makes it not as fun or interesting to watch. Because no, Luke Cage, what does he do? He punches people, picks them up, throws them to the ground. Jessica Jones, what does she do? She punches people, picks them up, throws them to the ground. <laughs> Daredevil, he's a fighter, which pretty much amounts to him kicking and punching people. And then Iron Fist, by nature of his power, has to punch people. Yeah, that's the that was huge because that that's where I really disagreed with you in that last scene where they're fighting everybody. Yeah, I first off I thought it was poorly shot. Oh, uh, you know, I like also it, thought this show actually for the first time on Netflix looked really cheap. Mm, I felt like there was the a lot set. of sets. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but the big thing that I didn't really like is what you just brought up. There's nothing dynamic about the way they're fighting. Yes, because what. Marvel Studios has done well yes. and has the budget to do is yes. everybody's got their gimmick. Yeah. Captain America has his shield. He fights, you know, with his shield and he's very acrobatic. Iron Man flies around. Hulk is gigantic. Thor has thunder. Even like the characters where they we make fun of them, like Black Hawkeye, Widow, Black Hawkeye, Widow. Like, why are they on the team? But Hawkeye has bows and arrows. Yeah. Black Widow has her guns. She's the only one with guns. So she's also a girl. Yeah. So this all throw this all it's makes all different. Yeah. You know, it's all different. Yeah. It makes the action very dynamic. Yeah. There's lots of different things happening. They can There's play lots of different each other. Right. There's the yeah. easier way. What you just pointed out is exactly right. Daredevil <laughs> and Iron Fist are the two ninjas. Yeah. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are the two heavies. Yeah. They all have to punch. They all do the same thing. They all do There's, the same thing. There is thing. nothing exciting about seeing four people do the same thing. No, it was a little annoying. I was like, oh, they're just all doing and, and the they same didn't, thing. There wasn't enough creativity for them to like bounce off of one another. Like You didn't see Luke Cage like pick up Iron Fist yeah. and like launch him at someone. Yeah, or, throw, didn't, yeah. or throw Daredevil. Or you yeah. didn't see yeah. Jessica Jones like fly. Jump up in the air and drop some like Luke Cage is like a bomb on. Wow, like I'm already did, coming up with stuff where yeah, they could have done. Yeah, she didn't fly once. We forget Jessica can like jump really high. She did fly once. It's implied that when Matt Murdock was tailing her, she did a hyper jump. Oh, that's how she jumped took, behind got, him. That's yeah. how. Oh, that's how she got away. I see. Yeah, but they didn't show it. They didn't show. It. They. It's very understated with Jessica yeah. Jones, which is on purpose for her show. But for this, there wasn't there wasn't enough. And it, it's like every time. <laughs> Every time the villains pull out guns, yeah. they only seem to shoot at Luke Cage. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're like, how about you shoot at the guy who's not bulletproof, you assholes? It's like, just, what? what? Cage just stands there, take the bullets. Everyone's just shooting at him. Everyone knows that he's in bulletproof. <laughs> they keep going. But they keep shooting at him. Plus, they needed, you know, uh, Danny, Danny alive. So there was a lot of that. That was just annoying. So because of that... What should have ended up uh, having the same uh, feeling as you got when you watched the Avengers. Mm -hmm. Instead, this reminded me more of like the CW crossover show where people yep. just kind of run into each other. Yeah. Yep. Because Luke and Jessica, they really just, they were just around to punch things. Like they had no stakes really. They, they really had anything. nothing to do with anything. really of about this. Daredevil and him uh, being still obsessed with Elektra and guy try, and even that a little bit annoyed me. That he's still trying to get her. Well, I think back. it's not. I, th I don't think it was that it was annoying for me. I think it was the fact that we just saw we've this. Done that. Yeah, they've done in, that in the prior episodes. Yeah, in the in the prior prior seasons. Yeah, and they took the the whole basis of the plot is really it's really an Iron Fist story. Yeah, and I know that they didn't they didn't realize how badly Iron Fist was going to be received, but Iron Fist was received really badly, <laughs> and to take it make it basically his story. I was and so him surprised. As the MacGuffin is, yes. is really bad. 
I was so surprised. <laughs> which which that, gets me into yeah. one of my next points. Let's go. Although Iron Fist was better, he would take one step forward and two steps back as a character. He is a, still a thundering dumbass. Yeah. I've got three examples. Number one, he is supposed to be protecting Kun Lun. At the end of Iron Fist, he realizes that Kun Lun is not there. Yeah. So the show opens with him in a fight scene, which is not great. Yeah. Again, they start the show with Iron Fist. Awesome. Yeah. The worst character in all yes. of the show. Um, and he's in Cambodia. Yeah. And he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. He's chasing something. Uh, Electra kills the guy. And he's he still has absolutely no clue what the fuck he's doing no. in the show. As it starts out, he has no idea where the hand is. Someone tells him, and it's in New York. He's like, "Oh shit, I got to go back to New York." <laughs> this is the protector of Kunlun and the sworn enemy of the hand, and what he has absolutely no clue what yeah. the fuck he's doing. Okay, all right, Good number point. two. Yeah, Luke Cage is like, "Hey man, you got a lot of power. You can take this fight to the top." Oh, okay. So fucking uh, Iron Fist is like, "All right, yeah, yeah. I I do have a lot of power. I could I could fight them in a different way. I could fight them." At the corporate, at the top. All right, so I'm going to find out where all these um, these shadow organizations are. I'm going to find out where they're staying. All right, cool. Instead of, like, suing them or, like, using, like, his corporate, you know, his, his cash. Or he just any, walks in there. He just walks in and goes, I'm going to kick all of your asses. Yeah. Because I'm the Iron Fist, and I am the sworn protector of Kun Lun, and I am the I'm sworn the enemy Fist. in the hand. <laughs> yes. and it is my destiny to do this. So he handles it in the fucking uh, stupidest uh, way possible once again. Yeah. Now, I know he's supposed to be like this man child, and yeah. he's never really grown up. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, it is accurate to how a man child would play things, but it's not very likable. Last. <laughs> okay. Iron Fist is fighting uh, Electra. Yeah. Electra tells him. You are the key to opening this wall. Yes. I need your chi to open this wall. What does he do? So instead of kicking Electra's ass yeah. without using his iron fist, because he is supposedly the best fucking martial artist in the world, he doesn't really need his iron fist to do that. No. He powers up his iron fist, throws a punch at her while she's in front of the wall. Right in front of the wall, you and dummy. And he misses and hits the wall. <laughs> well, then, see... Yeah, she 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 And then she him. uses his hand and guides him to open Into up the, the fucking wall. Yes. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I'm I'm wondering, is this supposed to is this is on it purpose? Supposed to be, is this on purpose now? This guy is just an idiot. This is his character. <laughs> He's the worst iron fist. Plus, he really has the worst power. It's unfucking reliable. He's the only one that you don't know what it's gonna power up. He can't really control it. It comes and goes whatever it pleases. Like what? He's useless. When he when he punches the wall with his iron fist, yeah, I almost was like, "This is a joke." Are you serious? Are you serious? Open the fucking door. He she just told you that you you were the key to opening the door, (laughs) and that it would be your fist, and you light up your fist, and you miss like a fucking idiot, and open the door. I'm wondering if he's supposed to be written to be. I don't know. It's 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 it's. It wouldn't surprise me at this point because I can't believe they've written him this badly. I mean, there's nowhere and, to go. And but Finn Jones, up for I'm him. sorry, but Finn Jones, unlike Mike Coulter or Kristen Ritter or Charlie Cox, does not have the charisma to pull off this guy. 
I mean, I thought I like I said, I thought it was a little bit better because of his material, because he was a little more, you know, goofy and dorky. But yeah, he's a fucking idiot. And again, he does that like in the in the Midland Circle fight scene when they shoot the the darts at him. He does that little side stutter step to avoid the darts. And it looks fucking ridiculous. He has some goofy fucking. He does that a lot. Yeah. Uh, He has some goofy scene. And there is one scene where when. Joe from work pointing this out to me, but rewatch this when Electra takes him out and carries him on her back. Yeah. If you look at his hands, they're like little chub hands. Like it, it's, you get such <laughs> oh, a fucking no. cheap doll. Oh, it's unreal. Oh, it's a dummy. Oh no. Oh, that's a good, that brings up another nitpick. So the last couple of series, every series has a prop that is so fucking laughably horrible that it sticks out. Uh, in Luke Cage, his fake beard when he's in the yeah. prison, so bad. In Iron Fist, the snow, the worst fucking fake snow I've right. ever seen. In this show, fucking Sticks chopped off hand bothered me so much because it was as long as his other hand and it just looked like he was holding like a piece of plastic in his hand and it just it was it was really bad. <laughs> there, he, there's there's a scene where they're getting on the elevator to go down in the tunnel. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's so badly chroma keyed and green screen green screen that you would think it was like from the nineties. What in, in the in the elevator? Yeah, there there's a shot where it's behind their backs. Oh, I didn't and they're notice about that. to walk into an elevator. Yeah, on the elevator, and yeah. it's so bad. It, it's so <laughs> I bad. I didn't even notice that. But I got okay. Here's another okay thing. Marvel's Marvel Studios is really good about power levels, and this character is this powerful. This character is this powerful. Very consistent on what goes on, except with Cap Shield. His shield never has any consistency, but I think that's kind of <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> um, even Spider Man's like that. That doesn't obey the law of physics at all. <laughs> that's not how it would work. <laughs> yeah, but in this show, so if if I'm kind of correct here, Luke Cage is probably the most powerful. I, you know, I think about his power set all the time because it confuses me. It confuses the fuck us. out of me because he is bulletproof, right? His iron skin, and he's strong as fuck. I'd say Jessica Jones is next in terms of she's strong as fuck too. Not as not as some uh, people have said that she's stronger than she Luke. might be. Yeah, she's not impenetrable. Right. Um, and then you got Iron Fist with his fists, which is kind of cool. Yes. But then he's just a normal guy and Daredevil. So you have them all at like different power levels. Then you have Electra come in. And I don't know if she's like now winter soldiered. I guess when you so remember in Iron Fist when Ward's dad came back to life. Yeah. And he was stronger. Yeah. And immortal. I feel like when you are resurrected by the hand, you get a lot stronger. Okay. So if she's a lot stronger, she is now. She was fucking taking down Luke Cage. She was able to punch Luke Cage and kick Luke Cage and knock him out. Yeah. So she is that strong. Right. But then if she is that strong, she should Kill one punch Matt. from her should yes. kill Matt and yes. should kill Finn Jones. It should kill yes. Iron Fist. Yes. And there was a lot of those inconsistencies where like Sawande or whatever his name is or Murakami yeah. Yeah. are fighting and punching Luke Cage and he's like taking it. Yeah. And it, I thought like if a normal person punched him, they'd break their hand. That's a good point. Because so that's what it, we saw. So yeah. So if you're able to hurt Luke Cage yeah. and then punch Daredevil, Daredevil yeah. should be dead. Yes. So there was a lot of inconsistencies in terms of how powerful any of these characters really even are. I did love when Danny punched Luke in the head, though. That was great. That scene. was awesome. Yeah. And then later on, he's like, 
Some dude clocked me, a guy with a glowing fist. And Claire's like, He's wait, skinny. what? Skinny white guy? She's yeah. like, all right, you got to beat somebody. Well, and then like the fight scene at the end where it's like Bakudo, Murakami, and Gao versus Luke Cage. This is um, my, I did not like this fight Luke scene Cage, at Jessica all. Jones. But, and with the cinder blocks. Matt Murdock. Yeah. 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 First off, so I thought Murakami was like one of the deadliest motherfuckers on the world. Right. Now Daredevil's taking on not only Murakami and Bakudo at the same damn time. Yes. Well, Madam Gal's like throwing like uh, her waves at people. Yeah. I don't know what she's got going on. Um, but then they're cutting this with like Finn with uh, Danny Rand fighting Elektra. And I thought it was terribly cut. I, Dude, I couldn't understand what was going exactly, on. Exactly. That fight. First of all, the, the shot was so tight. All the shots was so cropped and the editing was so choppy. I could not follow. I, I thought it was a really bad decision for them to cut from the fight down in the tunnel and up there, that was it, a bad decision. It did not flow. Show me that one, and then show me that one. These two fights have nothing to do with each other, and you're just confusing everybody. Yeah, and it's and I I get they were trying to make this like it's four on four, like these are the the yeah. baddest motherfuckers yeah. fighting yeah. the awesome heroes, but it was cut badly. Yeah, and the I just don't understand the decisions in making Daredevil take on two of them at the same time. Yeah, and yeah. then one, the other two are fighting Madame Gao, and it's like, I don't think these villains are all that powerful at all. No, like, they it, was, not, it wasn't this epic. It was, should have yeah. been this epic scene. Yeah, and instead they're fighting in a parking garage, and it's badly cut and badly lit. I mean, I agree. Like, uh, Electra would punch uh, Jessica Jones, send her flying. Yeah, and then she would turn around and fight Matt, and nothing happens. Right. So this is the other thing I wondered about Luke. Like uh, for some reason, I keep thinking about Luke Cage. So his skin is impenetrable, bulletproof. But what about the organs? What about the bones? Wouldn't those break? Like, sure, you punch someone hard enough, you're not going to break the skin. But what about the shit inside? Is that also uh, invulnerable or what? No, he's not invulnerable, and that's why the poison can get to him. But Luke Cage is like his power set for me is it's almost he's almost too powerful yeah yeah like him walking around with them is like I, this is just unfair yeah like, every time i like I, I just never felt like he was ever threatened no like and i, I don't i just I, I think it's just part of his dynamic and the group is I, I don't think he'll ever feel like he's threatened like at least with hulk like if you turn him into banner you can kill him right right whereas luke cage it's like well and that like no one I like only the smoke stick is the thing. only guy. Yeah, they don't sticks the only guy that's ever even thought about poisoning him. Well, no, but who set off that smoke bomb that took him out for stick. a while? Oh, that was stick because he, he was going to kill Danny. He's going to kill. Yeah, he's going to kill Danny, and then uh, he gets killed. Man, a lot of people got 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 killed. I also didn't like that the the like train track cutscenes, like where they would use the train. I, the transition. I was transition. wondering what you thought about the transitions. It. it was a little. Cheesy, a little like seventies TV show. Yeah, it was. It was. I don't, I don't know. It, that's a good. I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but that's a good. It's campy almost. It was pulpy. almost campy, yeah. like, um, and like I don't know. It just it was like so abrupt, and it was like it felt lazy. It was the scene transitions. It was kind of the thing. And in the beginning, I thought it was even more hilarious. Every time they go to Luke, it'd be like, okay, hip hop oh, music, everything's God. yellow. I was like, really, guys? But I love they use Run the Jewels. They had a great Wu-Tang song, and that, which is why I kind of like that fight when the Wu-Tang song started coming oh, in. Oh, you Electra liked it comes. at the end? Well, I like when Elektra showed up. I don't know. I thought it was 
Because I was waiting for where's the big fucking fight scene. And I was like, oh, I guess this is it. And it was one shot. So I appreciated the choreography where the camera's just turning and it wasn't like that the fight we had just seen, which was real close and real cutty-cutty and I couldn't tell what was going on. They let this I, one I breathe a little it. bit and there's people running around and being grabbed it. and tossed. It was, I mean, if I that was- I hated that and I hated that. I, I, it should have been more. It should have been bigger. I hated that hip hop song. song. What was really? it? Run the Jewels or Wu-Tang? No, it was Wu-Tang at the end where there's I even, there's even it. a Spider-Man line in there. Right? I hate the, the, it. The, the lyrics might be like, what they're going for, but the yeah. whole feel it was so it out, out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it comes out of nowhere. So weird. Yes, like, yes. What the hell? Why are you? All of a like, sudden, they're like, "Oh wait, Luke Cage is in there, play some hip hop." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this is supposed to be fun," and I was like, "What is going on?" Which brings me to my next point. Okay. Like the the whole like the show was really campy almost. Yeah. yeah. To a point, these are supposed to be street level heroes, right? Yeah. So their plan makes sense. Their plan is basically domestic terrorism. They're going to blow up a goddamn skyscraper in the middle of New York. Yeah. Yeah. First off, (laughs) nobody's going to (laughs) notice. Yeah. Well, it's like, I thought these were street level heroes. Why are you blowing up a fucking skyscraper? Yeah. Like, why is that the plan? Secondly, they do it. Yeah. They all get off scot-free. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) There's not a goddamn lawyer on earth that's going to be able to get them off scot-free when they've escaped from jail, obstructed the scene of a a crime, and now have blown up a goddamn building. If you look at it from law enforcement's point of view, they know nothing about the secret hand or the dragon bones or what was going on. All you see is these three dudes dropping this building. Running out of a building that just blew up and that you know... One of the heroes stole C4 for him. Well, that's where the Misty Knight kind of comes in. Okay, I have so many nitpicks. Hold on, hold on. First of all, the building dropping, they were so, they were like right there, and there was definitely not enough debris and smoke yeah. for a building Why are to they drop. That close? They're literally just standing right down the block, and none of them are covered in ash. Nobody feels any. I'm like, that's. You need way more smoke. The building just drops down fine, but it would have sent plumes of smoke to block surrounding blocks. I guess they didn't have the money to do that. Uh, secondly, Misty Knight, Simone Missick, great on the show. I liked them uh, that they actually had the law enforcement's point of view of vigilantes constantly reminding you, you know, you guys can't just do this. Uh, you're vigilantes, but... Fucking Misty Knight annoyed the shit out of me the whole time until the end. Because every time she showed up, all it was was, you guys going to answer some questions? You going to answer some questions now? We know everything. Right. She doesn't know what we know. And, she's tr- and it's just annoying. And all she they kept doing was, you got to answer some questions. Time to answer some <laughs> questions. Okay, let's it. And, and until the end where she gets useful and gets her arm chopped off, what the fuck was she doing? She wasn't doing anything. She... I like her as a character. Yeah. I like her, the actress. Yes, yes. I think the way they write her character, she is the worst cop in all of New York. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because in the first, in Luke Cage, she is the one that gets the witness She's killed. She's so trusting. Well, she gets that witness killed. Right. Okay. In this season, every time she puts her ass on the line for these heroes, they make her look bad. Every fucking time. Yep. Yep, and why does she continue to trust them and go with it and cover for them? She it's unreal. 
I got another little nitpick. Yeah. When they're when they're blown before they're blowing up the building and they're in that elevator. Yeah. And they throw Murakami out of the elevator. Yeah. The CGI on that is so bad. That's a really bad fall down. It it, it reminded me of Die Hard. Die Hard. Yes. When, yes. When, what's his yes. name? Uh, Rickman. Alan yes, Rickman. Alan Rickman as uh, falls. Yes. It's the like, same uh, thing. I mean, they it was had so bad. They had late '80s green screen fucking technology on oh on God. Defenders. Uh, absolutely. That's absolutely. why. I'm, that's why I'm saying the show looked cheap. I did love the moment though, where uh, Jessica's holding up the fucking elevator, and uh, she kind of saves I, I, them. Was whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. But uh, yeah, all the sets look cheap. The bones. Wait, I had so many more things. I, this isn't really a nitpick, but I just think this is fucking hilarious. Think of all the fucking women Luke Cage has banged on this show. And, th- <laughs> and they were all there. Like, how awkward is that? He's in a room with Jessica Jones, uh, Misty Knight, and fucking Claire Temple. He's banged them all. <laughs> smooth. I mean, he's a handsome smooth motherfucker. Girl, he's a smooth motherfucker. And then even at the end, Jessica's like, maybe we'll get some coffee. And then look at his face where he's like, Wait, is that what it means? What I think it means? <laughs> and then he just leaves. That's I like I like that they were flirting a lot. I like their dynamic. I I, I like like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. I kind of want them to get back together again. I think. Well, I mean, that's no what, I think what they're going going for. But he's with Claire. I know he's a little. But he can really fuck the shit out of Jessica, and I have to worry about holding back. Yeah, yeah, he can. I got another little nitpick. Okay, go. Um, when they're all, I thought it really worked when the uh, Daredevil was wearing the scarf. Yes. I thought that really worked. Yeah. But when they're all together and Daredevil is the only guy in costume. It's still a little silly. It's so fucking silly. <laughs> I thought the costume looked good. I think his costume does look good. But I, I like think it, when it was bathed in red lighting, that one scene. That was oh, pretty, I, I think sick. his costume looks pretty good. I just think it's ridiculous that the other three aren't where like you got to put fucking Iron Fist in a costume. It like it looks so bad. It looks it looks like I'm quoting Bilotti, but it looks like it's the three of them and their fucking kid brother wearing his Halloween costume. I'll agree. They look cooler in the elevator where he has the scarf and they're standing there like that kind of works. It's a little more believable. But that's why you have Jessica Jones dropping lines like, let me know when they fit you for a costume to Luke Cage or well, rolling her eyes and being like this. Even again if Luke this. Cage would have just stayed in the yellow, the yellow shirt. Yeah. But like he's in the hoodie. Jessica Jones is wearing the scarf and the leather jacket. And then uh, Iron Fist is wearing like a suit. Or like regular human clothes. It's like, oh my god, this is. It just looks bad. It's just so strange why they don't fucking embrace the the comics more. Mm, I mean, the, the, Jessica doesn't really have a costume. No, I know that, but like, you could put Iron Fist in this. Like, it just it's 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 a it's, weird. He's, it's yeah, visually, it's out. very strange. Yeah. He sticks out. He, he sticks, sticks out. out, and he's the only one wearing a costume on either side. No one's wearing a costume. I mean, yeah, that's why if you at least had some fucking ninjas in ninja outfits. Right. If you had the ninjas in ninja outfits, maybe that would look better. It would look a little better. bit better, yes. The stuff on screen would look, would be a lot more visually appealing if you had people looking different than just regular people. I also want to mention, I saw David Malosky on A Place to Hang Your Cape. They had an article. I didn't read it, but the headline is, would the Defenders work better if it was set in the 70s? And I, I kind of like that idea. Like, yeah. imagine, I kept thinking, like, imagine if this was, like, totally 70s fucking exploitation-y, uh, gri- uh, pulpy show. It would it would kind of work if it was set in the 70s. I, I think what happened, uh, just the overall, is I think Daredevil has been, was really good its first season as a crime drama. Yes, yes. Um, just Jessica Jones was really good as this psychological kind of thriller. Daredevil for the first half of his second season was again another great crime drama. Yeah. 
Then it kind of fell off the cliff when it started introducing the hand uh, yeah. and getting into this like mystical bullshit, yeah. which wasn't that interesting. Yeah. Then it started to fall off. So then you got Luke Cage, who for the half first half of the season was really good as kind of like a black exploitation nod. Yeah. yeah. Um, with that protecting, hint of like hip hop. Yes, yeah, protecting but, the neighborhood. Like, right, civil rights hmm. and all that stuff. But they never went all the way with it. And it went super comic booky with Diamondback. Yes. And then where they should have gone really wacky was Iron Fist. They should have went full like mysticism, fucking dragons, kung show fu. Me, yeah, show me, show me all of that yes, stuff. Yeah. But they didn't yeah. have the money for it, nor did they plan it out properly, which is where I'm getting at where they don't have this all planned out. So, so it they became had to rush room, something it became together. Boardroom yeah, meetings. so it became boardroom meetings <laughs> slash arrow yes. uh, slash like weak ass arrow slash petulant whiny kid that can't fight because we didn't, give him enough time to prepare for the role. Yes. So now, and so you take all those things and now you put it into defenders, but you don't really put all those things into defenders. You basically put the shitty parts of iron fist into defenders yeah, and the shitty part of daredevil season two into defenders. Yes. And this is what you get. You know, notice noticeably missing. Like we said, everyone is on the show except for your Wilson Fisk and your Punisher. Uh, no Wilson and, Fisk, no Punisher. And I'm wondering if maybe Fisk would have been a better villain. Wilson Fisk would have been better. Punisher would have been better. Because you've already um, built them up. You also have no Kilgrave. Well, oh, yeah. Well, he he's was dead. awesome. Yeah. Well, he's dead, but I'm saying, like, yeah. some of the best stuff of the other shows is you don't have Cottonmouth because he's dead. Like, some of the best stuff yeah. isn't there. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's very repetitive, too, because yes. every show except Jessica Jones, like you had Wilson Fisk. You had, um, what should we call it? You had, uh, who's the Luke Cage? You had Diamondback and yep. uh, Cottonmouth. Yep. And then in uh, Iron Fist, you kind of had the Meachums. But yep. you had all these like evil rich people kind of yeah. running everything. Yeah. And then in Jessica, in Defenders, again, the hand is not undead ninjas anymore. It's, it's evil like, rich people. It's evil rich corporate people. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's repetitive and it's not as, as, it'll never be as good as it was with Wilson Fisk. So it's already a step down. I mean, we literally just saw a, a half a season of Iron Fist of boardroom meetings, and you give us a fucking another boardroom meeting scene. I mean, granted, it was great, but still, this is not what. No, they, they really they, 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 they screwed the pooch really on Iron Fist because it should have been wacky as fuck and way out of left field. But there's this there's this kind of um, aesthetic that Marvel Netflix wants, which is very like real world lived in actually could have happened sort of thing that they're going yeah, for that. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is fucking comic books, man. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> but it was also comic booky. So it, it does set up things for the future of everything else, which is also kind of like, I felt there was a little force that had to like set instead of being like a standalone thing. It's just another kind of blip. And, but I think the effects of the show will uh, affect the characters moving forward. So that's, that's kind of good. It's kind of important. I do like how Danny Rand is kind of like the Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark of the bunch where in the, in the restaurant, he's like, Oh, I just paid their rent for the next six months. We're fine. Or, and like he, he owns the hospital Misty's in and he's, it's going to be because that needs of him. to be more played up. Like yes, that, that'd yes. be cool. All his money would come in so handy because you can be the, I mean, being rich isn't necessarily a bad thing anymore. Like, you know, you got Tony Stark, who's yeah. been the rich guy you've had, a ben, Bruce Wayne who's been the rich guy and still people like them. It's a huge it, advantage too yeah, in, in the team. They, but instead they keep playing up how much of a fucking 
again, thundering dumbass he is. <laughs> he is a it's like, oh dumbass. my God. <laughs> like, and he's such a whiny little bitch all the fucking time. Yeah. All the time. It's so great. It's so great and horrible. Oh my God. Like, it's just so, I, it, uh, I don't even know. I, I, I lost my fucking train. Is the hand gone? Are they done? I hope so. They, the hand has to go. Like, it was a cool idea in comics. They have not been able to pull it off on screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so it's so it's become so boring. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're just not compelling, not threatening, just fucking shitty villains. It's very disappointing. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of Easter eggs, we really talked about a lot of them. Misty oh, one, more, one more yes, before yes. you get into the Easter eggs. Yes. Cause I give Batman versus Superman shit for this all the time. Yeah. And they did it here. In the last fucking episode, yes, it's kind of a cool scene. But in if you look at it from just on paper, but the way it's executed and what we know is going to come makes the scene not that great. Daredevil sacrifices himself with Elektra, dies. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's supposed to be this like fucking emotional moment or whatever. Everyone's really sad, but the fucks at Netflix already announced a Daredevil season three. So we already know that he's not going to die. And mm. not only that, but they immediately undermine it by showing him alive at the end of the episode. So that, that's, a great, that's a scene. That's, I know that's an Easter egg. Yeah, that's a great place to start because I was like, that's a cool Easter egg. But I kind of wish they didn't show us. But then I didn't even think about that. They've already announced Daredevil 3. But still, I would have been okay if they left that out. Well, I would have been okay. I, I think they handled that completely they announced the season way. three so long ago, too. Well, not only that, if you think about Avengers, so the, the closest comparison to this is Avengers because it's the same company. Avengers ends where Iron Man doesn't die. He right. makes a sac- sacrifice, but he's still alive. And everyone at the end is like, really like, man, we're, we did it together. We're awesome. We have this awesome moment. We all are, we're all going to go our separate ways, but if we ever need to come back together, we'll do ah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. very positive. It's upbeat. Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah. I just saw the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I can't yeah. wait till their next adventure. Yeah. Well, the Defenders goes the opposite route and goes, <laughs> oh, man, Daredevil, he died. <laughs> Everyone's so sad. Iron Everyone Fist thinks now, he's dead. Yeah. Iron Fist might become the next Daredevil and protect yeah. the city. Yeah. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are like, wow, this was tragic. Wow, this is the worst thing. What a it's bummer. Like, yeah, it's like, why would you end the Defenders when we've been waiting for this for two, three years now? Why would you end it on such a bummer? I mean, you have Foggy and Karen in the church. Uh, yeah, they're all like crying, crying and yeah. shit. It's like, what? What? This is supposed to be the culmination. This is supposed to be fun. This isn't supposed to be the fucking. They why would you end just, it on such a downer? That's the thing. And they stopped them. They saved New York. They saved so many lives. But uh, I think, you know, let's. So those stingers were, I thought were interesting. Let's just break those right. down a little bit. Uh, and then they s- immediately undermine that the downer by showing that he's alive. Well, yeah, I I don't think even, they need. But even though we know that he's coming back, all right, go ahead on the stingers. Okay, so we see uh, Luke and Jessica kind of touch base. What do you think is next for Luke Cage? What did they set up for him? Nothing. Nothing really. Nothing. <laughs> it's just him. Him and Jessica were like, oh well. The, uh, the only thing know. they set up for him is that he's going to probably hook up with Jessica Jones again because Jessica they eventually Jones. have a kid in the yeah. comics. Uh, and then like, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. had nothing to do yeah. in this show. No, and then uh, Danny Rand talks to Colleen, 
But then you see him, uh, you see a silhouette. And for, did you think that was mad at all for a second? No, no, I can I didn't. tell his fro by his the his fucking right. afro silhouette. What what they're hinting at is in the comics, Iron Fist Danny Rand does become Daredevil. He becomes Daredevil for a, for a while, yes, because he whispered "Protect my city" to yeah, him before, so. and Matt knew he wasn't gonna come out. So, my question to you is: yes. So, is the next Daredevil? Is it? Is it with, uh, with Danny Rand as Daredevil? <laughs> oh my God! That, well, look, that, that'd be the 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 biggest bait and switch ever. Oh, that would be horrible. That'd be horrible. Because okay, well, we'll get into what they're doing. But really, one thing I thought of is that moving forward, there's no reason that all of these people can't show up on all the other shows now. They all know each other. They all fucking live in New York, blocks from each other. Well, they all don't like Jessica Jones doesn't really like. TV. Yeah, but th- there's no reason Luke Cage can't show up. They should all there's no reason they can't call him and be like, oh, look, I know this guy's number now. Maybe they should all be showing up I, in I each have, other's series. I have a theory series. I have a theory on how Iron Fist gets his costume. OK, he kind of had like a green and yellow jumpsuity thing at the end. Sort of. Yeah, but I think he'll it. he gets the mantle as Daredevil and then. Gets so used to that that he's like, I want to continue this vigilante this stuff, oh. but I don't want to everyone to know. So then he puts on the Iron Fist. Ew! Would they do? Oh no! Don't do that! Don't make Finn Jones that up for fuck's sake! And then yeah, so, they, so then you did Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and um, and Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is she? I mean, Alias. She takes. She finally takes the sheet yeah. off the the door. She's embracing becoming part of Alias and again she's and, become and, more and helping people. Yeah, she's become more public. More people know about her. Right. So she's kind of uh, embracing that, which is what we got at the end of Jessica Jones. She got Jones. a decent character arc, even though I, she wasn't written in very well. Yeah. And I mean, they all had they all had some growth. One, and, one, one nitpick real yeah, quick on Jessica yeah, Jones. That yeah. scene where she is going through the filing cabinets yes. and looking up the kind companies. Of funny. Yeah. How fucking boring was that? I thought it was funny, though. I thought like, it was boring as fuck. <laughs> it's it's just like, her rifling through paper. Yes, it's scenes of her going through a card catalog over and over again. Yeah. All right, go ahead. And then, and then, like, when she, she realizes she studies all the signatures and realizes how old Alexandra is. But, like, it didn't matter. Who cares? It had nothing to do with anything. It didn't matter because they killer. killed her in the sixth episode. Oh, so stupid. But, finally, the scene that I was like, what's going to happen is Matt alive? They pan up. Matt's on a bed in a convent, all bandaged up, and he starts to wake up. And then you hear the nun go, get Sister Maggie. He's waking up. This is clearly an allusion to the Born Again series, Maggie, Sister Maggie being his biological mother that I don't think he ever met. No. Nope. That's kind of been keeping tabs on him. Yep. And that is like, that's like the first page. That shot of him in bed is very similar to the first page of Born Again comic book. Yeah, if they go with that storyline, that's Kingpin really fucked that up his life. That is a dark fucking storyline to the point where uh, Karen, I don't know if they're going to do this with this Karen Page. That Karen Page is addicted to heroin. She is a, a, a junkie to the point where she sells Matt's identity to Kingpin. To get money to buy drugs. Like, this how dark and deep it gets in that fight. Well, she... There has been hints that she has a dark past. Well, she still... Remember, she still killed that guy and didn't tell anyone. Wesley. She killed she him, killed yeah, Wesley. and she knew how to use that gun really well. And, yeah, there's there's still parts of her character that haven't been you, unveiled There is, yet. like, one line where she's talking to Trish where I think they... She talks about, like, the darkness or something. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, Trish Walker. What kind of fucking radio show is she running? 
Is it an advice show? Is it pop culture? Is it a news show? Why is she reporting on tremors? And I just, I don't understand what this radio show is. It's all over the place. Ah, but if they're going to do board again, that's, that's, that's kind of exciting. It's kind of exciting. But The the only shows I'm really excited about are are Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Uh, Are we going to assume that Elektra pulled Matt out of the rubble of the building? I don't know what to did he make it that. out himself. I, 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 Is Electra still alive? She might still even be alive. Who knows? So I think Gao is still alive. They didn't explicitly show us when they don't show you the deaths. That's true. They might come back. Uh, we saw a Stan Lee cameo. I don't know if you caught that in the no, third episode. He's another. He's on the uh, when when uh, Matt's tailing Jessica. That whole scene. Mm-hmm. There's a poster oh. of him as a cop. Okay. Uh, Matt and Jessica's first meeting where he comes in, he's like, don't say another word. I'm your, I'm your attorney, Matt Murdock straight from the comic books, alias number three. It was a lot like that. It was, that was really cool. I'd like seeing that. You got a hint of Electra's red costume, but she shows up at Midland financial. She's, she's wearing the, the red costume. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I saw this when Matt plays the piano. Apparently that's the theme to daredevil or the yeah, defenders he's that. playing. I forgot. The piano scene is bad too. What was the deal with that? I don't even remember. Why was he fucking playing the piano? Well, he, they said that he, the, the dad, the architect's been the architect s- sitting at the piano, but not oh, playing it for a right. long time. Oh, right. And then he hits the button. So he's like, oh, but Nobody, there's something to that. The fucking hand can't find blueprints in a piano. Are you fucking serious? Nobody caught this. It's just stupid. And then I, that's I'm why I, uh, Colleen wants to blow the fucking drop the building. Uh, they, they do the whole losing the empire strikes back thing. Uh, stick losing his hand. Uh, daughters of the dragon, uh, was cool. And then did you watch the very end of episode eight after the credits with a punisher teaser? They showed the punisher little, that might be good, which we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. We talk about what's next for the MCU on Netflix. Uh, real quick, this shouldn't be hard. Let's rank the series. (laughs) We only have out of, what is it? Six now. Yeah. Where would you put this? Oof, tough. This is rough. I have it out of six. I, I debate between four and five. I yeah. lean towards. I lean towards four. Okay. Right in front of Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Although if someone made a strong enough argument, I could put Luke Cage above it. Yes. And, and out of 10. Oof. I'm going to go right at uh, 4.8. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, I really, I was very disappointed how with long the did show. It take you, we didn't talk, how long did it take you to watch it? Uh, Like two or three days. It was easy watch. It's a very easy watch. I took yeah. me, I did two a day, two a day for four days. Uh, For me, uh, nothing's going to, so far, has beat Daredevil season one. Still the best. Uh, Second to that is uh, Daredevil season two. Uh, even with the week back half, loved it. Then I would put Jessica Jones right there. Mm-hmm. Then same with you. It's a very close tie. Defenders and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Very close. I was like, I put it ahead of Luke Cage. And then I was like, mm, maybe it's tied. So it's about the same. I'll put it at a four or five. And then, of course, the Iron Fish. But I'd give it more like a six or seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. I think what, what uh, 
Seven out of ten, uh, I think, is fair. Just you got a very, you're a very generous rating. I, I, I liked it. I mean, I liked it a little bit better. I liked seeing everyone, but boy, did it have its problems. And it was, it, I felt like it should have been more. I, I, I slightly I disappointing. I can't see how you can rate it that highly when the plot is just complete shit, and the the, the villains are so bad. I, I give it. I think that the the characters and the cast of the main four really that saved it for me. Just seeing All them right. together. Was awesome. Seeing them together was cool, but but they got nothing much to they, do. They, they had not a lot. <laughs> There's not a lot going on, it's and a very simple story. The plot is that's the thing too. It's is vague. With, with eight episodes, yeah. I, I know we complain about thirteen episodes, but eight seemed like the wrong number too. Because unlike the other series, there's like these different storylines and different arcs where you can you know like in. For example, Daredevil season two, they yeah. had the Punisher storyline, yep. and then you had the Electra storyline. Yep. So then like there you was had a, all these yeah. things yeah. going on. With eight episodes, they couldn't do that. Yeah. So it was literally like, let's stop the hand storyline. And that went eight fucking episodes. It drags on. It's uneven. And it's dragging. Mm-hmm. There wasn't I, like, enough there story was, there. There's so many times where like the hand could have easily killed all these motherfuckers. They're literally just standing around looking at each other. And nothing happens. And I'm like, you had so many chances. They're so bad at their job. That's bad. There's the scene in the drag, the Lucky Dragon restaurant where Alexander shows up out of nowhere and everyone knows she's the villain and no one does anything to her. her. Right. She, all she does is talk to all they of them and just then walk her out. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a little bit of a hint that she could fight, but you really didn't get that. No. Well, I, I, this is going to sound terrible. I but know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Say it. <laughs> there's a hint that she could fight, but. Sigourney Weaver looks so fucking old. Oh shit! And this her, isn't Ripley anymore, people. No, I'm sorry. And her arm—I mean, she's still tall. Yeah. But I would look at her arms, and I'd be like, "You have old lady, old lady arms." arms. Yeah. Like there, there's, yeah. and then, like she would walk around sleeveless all the time. At least like Madame Gao is like covered. Yeah. And she has like her little like push power, even though that's kind of weird too. Sigourney, I mean, she just doesn't, she does not look threatening. They tried to make her fight for like a second. She does uh, not look threatening uh, at all. Her presence is great, but she's not, what was that? It was a waste. It was a waste. I cannot believe they casted her and wasted her that badly. Yeah, that was just like bait. It was bait for for viewers to be like, oh shit. And then, and Marco Ramirez says something about that. He's like, oh, we just wanted to like, wouldn't it be crazy if this main villain you thought was the villain that she just died in the middle? Yeah, Let's do he, something different. He was oh, like, dude. it's more of an Electra story. And I was like, well, that's kind of, you know, it's kind of lame because we've been hinted at what the black, the black sky now since Daredevil season one. And I still don't it's, know what it's the not fuck the black thing. sky it's is. It's not even a thing. I did kind of love when she killed her though. She's like, okay, I'm in charge. Now you guys work for me. I was like, oh shit. So can you, can you tell me what the black sky is? It's a weapon. <laughs> I don't know. It was the kid, but they killed the kid. They killed that kid. Uh, but it's a vessel. And it, and it makes what is it like it's like their super soldier? I don't know. I thought that like it was gonna be a but but it almost seemed like what they were hinting at is Sigourney Weaver was going to use her body to live on as the as you know, is as the black sky, but it wasn't even that. Yeah, and, uh, and it just came down to that Electro was just too strong. It's again another example of it's so they vague. wrote this thing and they, they didn't, didn't know, what, know what the fuck to do with it. It was so vague. The vague. Marco Ramirez was like, "Well, they got 
they wrote about the black sky over here. We should oh, probably and they, and they use that, that hole. Let's get that in here. And uh, look, so to their credit, the they did close up a lot of these open ended plot points. You know, I guess. I mean, uh-huh. I still don't know where the fuck Kun Lun is. They never no, really. But we, now that. we know what was in the hole and uh, what the, all this shit <laughs> yeah, was, was and a, what the hand fucking... does and who the chase is. Who was that guy Stick was talking to in Daredevil? That big guy. All the no, cha- no clue. Still the, haven't because he said all the chased are dead. Yep, still hasn't figured that out. Uh, they're just making shit up. Uh, they're just making it up it. as they they're go along. Shit up. Okay, so uh, real quick, what's next for uh, the Marvel shows on Netflix? Punisher. The Punisher trailer, and we also got a photo here of Barnthal kind of like in a black Punisher outfit. You see the skull. I kind of like it because it's not like super white. It's kind of like like subdued black. What did you think of that trailer? He's pounding at the concrete. You see very iconic shots of him and his family and then some wartime stuff. I thought it was okay. I have to be honest with you. I loved Punisher in season two. I'm just so cooled off on Marvel Netflix right now that I, I can't, I can't get myself excited about anything they're produced. Like, I really, really, truly believe that they put all their resources into that first season of Daredevil I, and Jessica Jones, right. yeah. and they didn't actually have a plan. Yeah. And now that they've announced all these shows, they gotta make they're them. just rushing into production, and they don't really know what the fuck they're doing. I'll agree. Remember how excited we were when the first Daredevil came oh, out, dude? So good. We were like, I was like, holy shit, dude, somebody got this right. Well, then they this followed up it. with Jessica Jones. And that was, was also great. Good. Yes. Yeah. And, and then, then Daredevil yeah. season two was also very solid. But first then, 75% solid. Yeah. And then you got, and I was like, even even though even though Daredevil season two kind of ends on a whimper, I was still like, that was still pretty good. And then Luke Cage, 50% solid. Then Luke Cage, and then Iron Fist. Iron Fist, 0% solid. And then you get to this, and they this don't stick a, the landing. This on goes this, up a little opinion. bit, forty, fifty percent solid. <laughs> so it's just, I, I, I really, I. This is my honest. Does it make opinion. you worried for the Punisher? Then I, I am. I just don't think. I don't think Jeff Loeb knows what he's fucking doing. I, I mm. he's also the guy that runs uh, Agents of Shield, and and I've All heard TV, my opinions yeah, on that. Yeah. So I just don't think they've had this actually planned out all that well. And I don't think they're hiring the right writers for this stuff. And I don't think they're giving these people enough time to actually make a decent show. That's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, the Punisher should work fairly easily. You can be violent. You know, Bernthal's talked about how he does not, he tried, he fought to not make the Punisher, Frank Castle, heroic, to have him turn his back on the audience, do things that the audience wouldn't like because he does not need to be likable. So let's see how far they can push this. If it's who's the bad guy in this? I mean, oh, there is a bad guy. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But this is this is as street level as you get. No powers, all guns. Well, there'd be cameos from anyone else. Wilson Fisk, Karen Page will be in this. That should be coming out in November. We still don't have a date, which is interesting because it's not far. We don't know the exact date it's dropping. Then I think this is the order they're gonna do things. Uh, Daredevil is da- would Daredevil be next? Jessica Jones, maybe Luke Cage is next. Season two, Jessica Jones, season two. We know uh, Kilgrave's gonna be in it. Uh, Daredevil season three, we're gonna try to do a born again, and then Iron Fist season two. And what you said about them not having enough time for these shows, uh, the articles are coming out that Finn Jones is already beginning training for Iron Fist for four months before season two filming, so he's 
Uh, he said, this is what Finn said himself. Now, just going to let you know, moving into season two of Iron Fist, I'm actually starting my training next week. We're at least four or five months away from shooting. So this time around, I'm being given a lot more preparation leading up to season two, which I think is really going to have a huge improvement on the quality of the fight scenes in season two of Iron Fist, which is great. But back to what we said, I agree. I think they should scrap Luke Cage Iron Fist season two and just go for the heroes for hire. Yeah, I, I definitely think they need to do the heroes for hire. I think that I think I think Luke Cage is interesting on his own, but I think his power set makes him slightly uninteresting because he's just a fucking tank. Yeah. But I think they had great chemistry and I yes. think I don't think I don't think Finn Jones can carry his own show. Let's not see that again. And you have, I mean, they they would play great, uh, uh, and their powers are kind of a nice compliment, even though he is just punchy, but one's more elegant and one's more brute force. Uh, don't waste time with the fucking more Luke Cage Iron Fist, just do here's for hire. I don't know. And I, they're probably going to They have together. a great dynamic. Like, when he's, like, telling him about, like, the dragons and all that shit, and yeah. Cage is just like, <laughs> He's like, what now? But then he's just like, he listens to him because he's, like, kind of big brother. Like, that works. And the whole class, like race thing, like that works. The, that the whole, like, yeah, yeah the, the whole dichotomy of the the rich guy and then the the poor man just looking out for the everyman. Man, how great would that be in a Heroes for Hire where Danny comes to Harlem and starts to see, you know, the situation, and then uses his money and his power to change things, and then the the power vacuum in Harlem gets threatened by them, and they go after both of them. Look, I just wrote your first season. There you, there go. you go, nerd. Just make that. Yeah, I got nothing more. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Let's go. I got a couple of reviews from the listener. Right. Uh, I got a review from Ron Hans. He says, hey, Imran, I'll keep this much shorter than my Spider-Man review. As you saw on the Facebook community page, I finished this rather quickly. I think he was first to finish it. He's like, done. I was like, oh, shit. Partly because I really enjoyed the street-level universe and partly because I wanted to get the taste of that second half of Luke Cage and all of Iron Fist left in my mouth, out of my mouth. Overall, I really like the series. I think Daredevil and Jessica Jones were the strongest parts of the series, but that is not to say that Luke Cage and Iron Fist were bad. I thought Finn Jones was much better in this than his own series. I thought his fighting was much better. I also feel that the directors made it a point to show close-ups of his face in a lot of fight sequences, fighting with Daredevil in the start of episode six. My favorite parts of it were all the little Easter eggs about the negative buzz from Iron Fist. There it was even a line that Colleen says to Claire. Uh, Claire, don't worry. Danny's the Iron Fist, Colleen. And he will tell anyone that will listen. Uh, nitpicks were the five fingers of the hand. I think it was cool how they tied Gao and Bakudo, but they could have used the Murakami over Nobu in Daredevil Season 2. Really, I wish they built the five fingers up more than they did uh, in the previous season. Yeah. That's what we said. They needed more episodes, but uh, not more episodes. One last Easter egg. I don't know if you caught, but Daredevil sits down and starts playing the piano. He's playing the Daredevil intro music. Thought that was cool. Anyway, can't wait to hear your review on this. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Ron. And from our buddy, Wes Cranford. Uh, Yank from Down Under. By the way, both of these guys, thank you for supporting us on Patreon and writing in constantly and getting involved. You guys are awesome. Wes says, hey, mate, how's it? I was chuckling hearing you guys complain about movie prices just to make you feel better. An adult ticket price here is $22. Oh, shit. We do have Tight Ass Tuesday, half price, and Family Pass for $50. Also, all our theaters sell alcohol. It's Australia, after all. Now, my review of Defenders without spoilers, I hope. I really liked it. They tightened it up, so no real downtime. Episode 7 starts a bit slow, but it doesn't drag for too long. 
The interaction of characters is very good, and I was happy with the villains. They do a good job of making you see and feel their motivations. Nice surprises and really good twists. Iron Fist is not bad in the beginning, but becomes a bit insipid in the end. As per normal, it helps that everyone is taking the piss out of him. It's good, not my fave, but good. I rank it a close three behind Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Defenders, Luke Cage, and one I can't remember name of or just don't want to. <laughs> ah, he saw the Batman and Harley movie. Batman and Harley was fun. Good humor, lots of nods to Batman 66. Yes, sexy, not good for my kid, but hell, you can't protect them from content anymore anyway. I mean, you have to warn them about adults touching them at six. Oh, fuck Fucked up world, to say the least. Oh, well, it's the one we've been dealt with. Man, email is long-winded. Anthony's going to start calling me Imran Jr. LOL. Keep up, great work, and nice job. Uh, nice job, Joe. Wes Yank from Down Under. Thanks for writing in, you guys. He Thanks liked for it writing in. He liked it a little bit they better than little even bit more. Uh, yeah. we did. Yeah. We'll agree to disagree, Wes. Uh, but yeah, there it is. Defenders. That's it, man. Uh, now we got to wait till uh, hopefully uh, Punisher in November. Is that when it's coming out? November? I, uh, that's what I keep say, seeing, but there has been no official right. date. But if that's true, man, November is going to give us Thor. Justice League and the Punisher. Oh man, that's a good month. Well, that is what a, a time great... to be alive if you're a comic. It book is fan. a golden age of mediocre comic book content. Well, <laughs> me- mediocre to good. Some better than others, but uh, it's just disappointing that the solo series is are, are like for the most part better than than this thing we were waiting for. Yeah, I, I I just yeah I want to reiterate it was just, I'm just disappointed because the they had they started off on such a high note. And they've kind of just cooled off, and this should have been like the culmination. And it just it wasn't it wasn't Avengers. Avengers was no, no, amazing, no. and and this is what they were kind of basing that off of. And and they didn't they didn't stick the landing at all, in my opinion. It's just another chapter. It's another stepping stone uh, to set up future things, and then they just you're you're, you're not going to look. It's not going to be one of those. Marvel set the precedent for this. Yeah, Avengers. Everyone looks back at Avengers. And goes, wow, that was fucking amazing. Like, I can't believe they pulled that off. Studios are looking back at that and go, we need to do that. We need to build shared universes. No one is looking going to look back at Defenders and be like, that was fucking amazing. We need to do something like that. Yeah, they didn't really set a, a bar or a trend yeah. or anything. They did with the first season of Daredevil, yeah. but even themselves. But they haven't been able to hit couldn't that bar. Keep, yeah, couldn't, couldn't keep up that standard. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Punisher, but entertaining, nonetheless, uh, easy breezy watch. Uh, again, I watched it. I was like, all right, that's pretty good. Didn't blow me away, but pretty good. You love everything. I love. I I love everything. <laughs> I love you, <laughs> listener. Thank you for listening to us. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. Well, peep you next time, yo. <laughs> See you later, fam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>